We return now to our story with you four sitting around a campfire next to this haunted house. As the rain falls from the sky, it's slowly starting to sprinkle. Uh, you guys clean up and wrap up your campsite. And now you stand about 10 feet from the stairs to go up into the back door of this haunted home. I put my hair up in a battle bun because I think that's maybe why everybody got hurt last time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I was taught by the goblin to always have be prepared for whatever you think is going to come. So I put my hair up in a battle bun. Wait. You learn from Shmi? You... Shmi teach? You owe Shmi gold. <laughs> that what not that not free. I don't know what I learned from you, Shmi, but I have a friend that's a goblin. Which I completely say in goblin. I don't know what that actually sounds like, but can uh, can we hear your best goblin, Odie? As a robot is all. <laughs> as a robot. <laughs> oh my god. Um No, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 I don't blame you. That's hard. That's hard. Ick knock rook clock bleak bloop. You know what I mean? <laughs> do do. <laughs> Ick knock rook clock bleak bloop. Yes. There you go. understood every word. He was perfect. Then you four approach the back door. You're standing on a small little above the ground kind of like porch. The wood is decaying and falling apart, cracked and broken in most places. The door in front of you is a normal wooden home door. Yar, I'd like to kick the door in and enter like a superhero. <laughs> Actually? Okay. Actually, yes. Okay, well, um, I guess first roll of the night, then roll me a strength save to kick this door in. Trap smash. Yar, that'd be a 19. With a swift kick and a turny twist. I boot the door so hard it flies off his hinges. And I take a step in with a manly pose. Hell yeah. Why? It flies why open. Is man describing his actions. Yeah, it's it. Arr, we, uh, <laughs> we figured out that I do not have an inner monologue. Yeah, that's so. it. Because that's not actually what happens, but you say that. You say that. But that's not what actually happened. Uh, the pirate with no inner monologue. Christ. <laughs> I can't. <sighs> Yara, you're going to have to because this is going to be very long season if you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Give me strength. Let's go. <laughs> you kick the door hard and it flies and swings from the hinges, hitting the door on the inside. The door opens. But nothing spectacular really happens. You see, the front door opens to a musty, dirty entrance hall. You step inside, and to your left, a corridor leads into the west wing of the home. The walls are bare, and bits of smashed furniture lie upon the floor and rotting wood from the ceiling that has fallen down. Ahead of you, another corridor leads towards the rear or the front of the house. All right. A staircase on the eastern wall to your left climbs up to the next story, reaching it at a balcony that overlooks the front entrance hall. 
along its north and west sides. The stairs appear to be safe enough to climb, though the balcony rail is broken in several places. And under the stairs, the north end of the hall, a third corridor leads to the east. So, you guys can go forward, left, right, or up the stairs. Okay. Visual picture question. Left goes to the west wing? Front. Yeah, left okay. goes to the west wing of the house, yes. Help wants to take a bite out of the door. Help, doors are not on the approved food list. <laughs> so he, he tries to bite the fucking door. If you actually want to take a bite out of the door, you could roll me a strength save as well. Damn. <laughs> That's a 12. You nice. definitely take a whole bite out of the door. Num num, good fiber. Even though Carwin said it's not on the approved list of foods. Yar, the real question is, is where are ye been getting this approved list of foods from anyhow? From the things you have told him not to eat since we met. Would you, you like got me, me to move wood to the approved list? Well, let's ask help there. Help, was that a mighty fine tasty dish you just had there? Help, like door, seasoned. Yar. Let's update the list and send, add uh, seasoned wood to an approved list of Help's food. Adding seasoned wood to approved food list. Arr. Okay, I swear Perfect. to God, I was talking to Odie a couple days ago. I'm probably going to leave this in the podcast, so whatever. I was talking to Odie <laughs> a couple days ago, and she actually said that she has been writing down these approved foods and disapproved foods, like in a physical <laughs> list she actually has. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great is that. We got, we're got. we going to have to publish that somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys still stand in this entryway to this home. What do you guys do? Shmi, you got any ideas? Yeah, Shmi, uh, to backtrack a few interactions ago, Shmi was terrified of this place to begin with. So when uh, you guys had went up and originally kicked the door in, he would have started freaking the heck out. Shmi's kind of in mid-panic, kind of dancing, almost like he really has to pee, but it's mostly fear. Uh, he looks to the captain when he kicked the door open. He was like, you kicked the door! You kicked the door! And he immediately kind of like looks to the ceiling in terror, expecting the whole place to collapse on him. Uh, by the time the shark took a bite out of the door, he's pretty much almost ready to faint. And he's just like, no, how's not Shmi? Shmi, no, no, Shmi, not, he didn't do this, no. No, but it's okay. And Shmi's just kind of walking in circles while looking at the ceiling and trying to calm the house. You're like... It's not me, House. I'm not doing anything wrong to you. <laughs> Shmi didn't do it. No, no, Shmi didn't kick door. Shmi didn't bite door. Like the, the fucking house is its own entity. He's terrified of it. He's lived in this place the whole time. He'll never enter this house. He didn't want to go here in the first place. <laughs> so I feel like he's absolutely, like, mind-blowingly terrified as a level one goblin. <laughs> Hal thinks that Shmi is confused on who bit the door. So he taps me on the shoulder and then taps his own chest and says, How bite door? <laughs> He's like, See, see, don't you was not me. And he kind of just like walks away from help, but like still like throwing his hands in the air and just ma rambling and mambling on. You so in light of, of Schmeagel not exactly wanting to come in with us, I'm just going to grab him by the uh, the scruff of his burlap sack armor. Now, 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 now. And just be like, Yar, 
You be coming in with us, whether you like it or not. Shmi said he'd come, but Shmi, or Shmi just wanted House to know it wasn't him. House wasn't Shmi. But I'm yes, just... Captain, I, I go where I go where you go. Aye, good. I want to say that at... when you say it wasn't Shmi, House Shmi didn't do it. The house kind of shifts a little bit in the rain and the mud and like creeps, <laughs> and you feel like it was responding to you, even though it was not. <laughs> Captain, we we should make this quick. You you know, in and out. That way, Shmi lives. Yes, indeed. I'm just holding him up eye level to me, shaking my head. I'm gonna just place him down gently. Arr! After you, Shmi. After you. You want Shmi go first? Aye. Yes. We'll show you that this house not be as scary as you make it out to be. Or it is, and, uh, well, the ghosts get you first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shmi kind of, like, nervously kind of creeps forward while looking left and right at all times, like they think, yeah. like the walls are ready to jump on him. Shmi, since you are so heavily looking at everything, scared out of your wits... Um, will you roll me a investigation or a survival check? Whichever <laughs> one's better for you. Yeah. Well, they're both negative one, so let's give it a go. <laughs> Not good. Roll a 14. Hey! Okay. Not bad. Um, as you are sneaking along, looking left and right, scared out of your wits, you find two sets of recently made humanoid tracks. You can see them further in the house. You could see they're like kind of like muddy footprints that kind of separate the dust on the ground. One of the sets of tracks travels from this back entryway toward um, straight forward. And the second one leads away from the stairs towards the west to the left. Um. Shmi would have noticed these footprints and notice that they're footprints, but not with his, you know, aid in intelligence and aid in wisdom. I feel like he's not put together what these are from. So he immediately just starts freaking out, going, Ghost Prince, Ghost Prince, Captain, Captain, Ghosts, Ghosts. And he just like pointing towards the footprints to show the other guys. Yar, you, you do realize that ghosts don't leave footprints, right? Oh, yeah. You say that, Shmi, now, then wait. You wait. Uh. Yarwa, do we really need to bring this one with us? He seems to be more of a scaredy cat than a uh, dirty goblin. What would help roll on whether or not he would understand if ghosts had footprints or not? <laughs> Wisdom, I guess. <laughs> Probably just an intelligence. Insight. Intelligence save. I think it would just be like a general intelligence. You're trying to see okay. whose side you're going to take on this conversation? I was trying to see whether or not he was going to attack the footprints. Okay. <laughs> you got a 15 on that. It's not too bad. Okay, so so he would know that the footprints aren't from ghosts, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> footprints that lead straight ahead up the hallway, and there are footprints that lead to the left, to the west, down a, another hallway. 
Well, it seems we have two choices to make. And I think since Smee is the first one to go in, Smee, would you like to make a decision on which ones to follow? D neither, Captain, neither. No, no, Smee no um, follow either. You go home. Um, I'm going to pick him up again. Smee, I didn't say neither. You choose one or the other. Third eh? not being an option of neither. A or B. One yeah. or two. Robot yeah. lady, which one won't Shmi die on? Carwin does not have those statistics. It is an invalid question for Carwin. Yeah. Left, Captain. We go left. Yeah. Let's go left, then. Yeah, no right. No. Yeah. Help puts a hand on Shmi's shoulder again and um, leans down and tells him, you hide in Halt Mouth if scared. Shmi uh, kind of looks <laughs> look at this terrifying <laughs> maw and look at the door back in the hallway and goes, Shmi not so scared. We go, we go left. Right. Left it is then. <laughs> it's like I caught your back. Yeah. You trust help. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. You guys head left down a smaller hallway. You could see at the very end of this hallway, it kind of leads into an open living area. But before you get there, you pass by a door on the left and a door on the right that lead into rooms in this home. As you're walking up the hallway past them, is there anything you want to do? I would think help is going to just be actively sniffing for food. Mm. So maybe roll a, uh, should I roll a perception? Yeah, totally. Let's do it. Uh, rolled a 12. Okay. You Do smell... You advantage on um, smell stuff? I don't know. As a shark person? Do you have advantage on smell perception? Uh, it doesn't actively say I do. You do have advantage against nature checks to recall against fey fiends or undead. With your 12, you're smelling up the hallway as you guys walk. You can smell that the room to the left kind of smells like old books the door to the left from the inside it kind of smells like old books and the room to the right also kind of smells like old books and kind of like wood but that you don't smell any food in this direction awfully bold of you to assume what he thinks is food <laughs> yeah true very true <laughs> books is food no not on your approved list of eating yeah, I already know how that conversation's going to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone else want to do anything while you're going up the hallway? There are two doors. You guys could just pass by them. No problem, huh? Yeah, all right. I would like to take a look through the door on the right. Door on the right. Okay. You open and crack the door on the right. As you look inside, you could tell that this room was once a writing room or study. You could see that against the wall under the windows sits a large wooden writing desk, partially broken and riddled with damp rot. There are drawers in the desk that you can see, and you can see that most of them are closed and others of them are open, and some of them even look like they have been broken or forcibly open and thrown across the room as there is a scatter of damp, wet papers on the ground. Uh, I would like to investigate the unopened drawers, please. Okay. 
Um, roll me an investigation. Um, as you get closer, you can see that the central drawer is Yarr. locked. <laughs> and the other drawers can easily be opened. But as you open them, there really isn't anything in their value. Clumps of dirt, some old papers, stuff like that. Yar, how dare you assume that a clump of dirt might not be uh, a profitable clump and, of dirt. Um, <laughs> uh, you got a four um, on your investigation. Uh, so you could also see that some of the things on the drawers are like receipts for purchases of various chemicals and laboratory equipment. Um, mm -hmm. And all of it's written in common, so it's easily readable to you. And the drawer in the center is locked. Uh, can I just smash the door or the drawer open and get to the good contents? You know, I don't see why not. <laughs> if that's Excellent. what you want to do. Excellent. It's a 12. <laughs> all right. It is an old, damp um, desk. So it takes you a little while. But you stand there, making all kinds of noise, smashing into this thing. Are you using a sword or anything like that? I know. I'm just using my fists. Okay. Just slamming your fists on the top of this desk. And it's taking you just a little pun while. Punching punch the wood. <laughs> just over and over. <laughs> making all kinds of noise. And as you punch it, dust and things fall from the ceiling. And your three friends in the back kind of like sitting there staring at you. But eventually you punch through the top of the desk and there you get a hole down into the central compartment of this desk. It wasn't Shmi. Desk was fine before Shmi got here. It wasn't Shmi. He was not doing it. He's not the one. Shmi, get back in here. Yelling into the house. <laughs> You have little hand, Shmi. Why don't you reach in there and see what you can pull out? Shmi takes it. It's Shmi's. All right. You reach your little hand in there, Shmi. And inside, your hand grips around a piece of cloth with something on the inside. You pull out the piece of cloth and unravel it. And inside of this piece of cloth is a glass vial containing what look to be two doses of a potion of healing. And I don't know, Shmi, if you would know that this is a potion of healing. But I do know that Carwin does. Being your intelligence score, I don't know if you would know what is inside of this vial. Shmi likes red shiny vials. Either way, it's all good. Shmi, hey. I do not believe you require those potions at this time. What do you mean? You Shmi got rested. ghost blood. He's safe from ghosts now. Those potions are to increase your healing. No, no, In a no. short amount of time. You mean ghost angry at me still? There's not enough data to determine this. Yeah, just take them. Take them. Thank you for donating to Carwin Blessed Brew. Data is information in number form. Number is food? Number is how many fish you have at this time. How many do you have? Now, don't know. Do you have fish? What is happening? Fish in belly. How don't know if still there. Help has zero fish in his hands. <laughs> what is happening? And today we bring you D and D math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. for the kids, for the kid viewers. If we have any of those. The more you know. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, you guys step back out of this uh, study into the hallway. Let's uh, let's take a look at the other room as well. You open the door, and it squeaks real loud. And as you look into the room, you can tell that this room was probably once a library. It has bookshelves around the walls. Most of the shelves are broken, though. And in many places, they have come away from the wall. The few shelves still intact are pretty much empty, but there is a pile of books in the southwest corner of this room. Carwin's going to walk over to the books and try to figure out what the titles are of those books. Um, you pick up one of them, and one of them says, The Magical Properties of Gemstones by the Archmage Tensor. You pick up Ooh. another one, and it says, The Magical Properties of Herbs and Flowers by the Archmage Tensor. You pick up a third book, and it says, The, Metaphy- the Metaphysics of Mathematics by Mage Nystal. That is what is actually in the notes. So the whole math bit, I didn't. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I put all of those in my sack. <laughs> Okay. Do you open any of the books? I think she understands that we're attempting to try to get things done, kind of hoard information and be able to supply it at any time, because that's how she feels like her function is, is to be the information giver. So I I think she really just literally thinks the titles are interesting and throws them in her backpack. Hell yeah. In total... Yeah, Halp would like to pick up a book. You don't know numbers, but there are about 14 books in the heap of untidily thrown books into the co- into the corner. And most of them are just covered with cobwebs, vermin droppings, and harmless mold. And uh, almost all of them, except the ones that Carwin picked up, are pretty much ruined and not even legible. But you can totally pick up a book. And if you want... You can tell that a book you pick up is either a history book, um, a collection of a romantic poem, um, or a book on gardening, but all of the insides aren't really legible. I'm going to pick up a gardening book. Nice. And then Halp's going to see what he believes is food on the book and then eat it. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. How? Coxin? I. Is this approved or not approved? Carwin must know. Arr, well, I mean, it's a book about food. So, I mean, he is, you know, by all means, he's certainly not wrong. I mean, he's not right in this case, but... You people talk too much. It's always books, books, do this, be scared, we gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me, it will be okay. It's okay if you're scared. Just, you know, don't worry about it for now. Shmi will be over here terrified. You come get Shmi about an hour later when you're done with book talk. As he starts to walk away, I'm just going to grab him by the scruff of his collar again and lift him up off the ground. <laughs> you see, the thing with help is, is you know, he just uh, sees food and he just wants to eat it, so... uh let him have this one there, Carwin. Let him let him feel like he's uh, accomplished something this time. Excellent. Adding ruined books to approved food list. Aye, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> as you four are saying this, you step back out into the hallway. You continue following the muddy footprints out into an open, what seems to be a living area. A door... And the north wall leads onto what looks like a patio. The door has kind of fallen off the hinges. 
so you can see straight through it. On the small patio, you can see that the pavement is cracked and overrun with weeds. And in this room, other than a pile of what seems to be refuge in the southeast corner, this room is fairly bare. But you follow these footprints into this room. The weeds are all kind of scattered all about, but if someone wants to roll me a survival check, they might be able to see where these footprints lead. Uh, I roll the a 10. Halp rolled a 13, and enough. I have advantage on survival. Yeah, Halp gets it. With your 13, oddly enough, you are the one that follows the footprints correctly. You follow these tracks over to what looks to be a trap door in the ground. And it is immediately noticeable because the tracks go right up to it. Uh, Halp um, turns to um, in the direction of his uh, companions. Halp find door. Yeah. Good job, Help. Let's get her open and continue on. Okay, so Help's gonna grab the door and try to rip it off. Fuck yeah, roll me strength. Uh, I rolled a 16. 16, fuck yeah. Okay, but as you grab onto the door, a message is spoken aloud in a crazed, male, violent voice. And as you rip the door off of the hinges, it seems as if this voice booms at all of you. And it says, Welcome, fools! Welcome to your deaths! (laughs) And then it fades out. No, no, no. I need each one of you to make me a DC-12 wisdom saving throw. Oh, goody. (laughs) (laughs) That's a four plus zero. (laughs) Help rolled a one. Help got a two minus one. That's a one. Okay. You all fail. Carwin got a four. Coxman got an 11. Smee got an 11. Okay. Um, all of you are now, unless you're immune to the frightened condition, which I don't know if any of you are, um, all of you are going to have disadvantage on all ability checks for the next hour because you are now oh. frightened. And if you remind me, you can try to overcome this frightened condition and repeat the saving throw every 15 minutes. You, uh, Captain there, you notice that Shmi's front side is a little damper than normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yarr, I could hear the dripping all the way to the ground. I told you. Shmi told you. Shmi said, you upset house. Shmi told you, house. It wasn't Shmi. It wasn't. Yarr, I mean, it might have not still been the house there, Shmi. You know, somebody could have put a bit of a spell or a hex on the door. You don't sound very scared, Captain. Uh. The truth can still be kind of frightening. Nonetheless, nonetheless. I mean, you just sound very logical-headed for this situation and being frightened, that's all, you know? Uh. Okay, so there is a bunch of house still behind you to be explored if you want. Or you can climb down these rickety stairs in (laughs) front of you uh, down this trap door. Halp is going to attack the uh, trap door he's still holding because he thinks that's where the voice came from. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't have to roll for that. You just kind of, you could just Okay, it I figured I didn't have it, up but and, I died. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, fuck this damn door. Yeah. Help beat voice. Yeah, good job, help. Uh, not sure if it did anything, though. Shall we press on there, folks? Now! We leave! Now! You people are crazy! Now, now, Help's gonna start going down the trapdoor.
uh, as you help climb down into this trapdoor area, you see some things. But I don't want to explain them until everyone else climbs down the trapdoor area. But you three standing atop see help fearlessly climb down the stairs to the darkness below. I'm going to yell down to help. Yar, help. Catch the runt. And as I drop Shmi down to, uh, down to help. Nate, are you going to allow him to grab you up? No, I've, I've been holding. I've been not. holding on to him uh, since the last room. Oh, I mean, technically, uh, technically, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do yeah. have right now. I do have the ability to kind of shake you off, which I can do. Uh, um, so if you're going to try to kill me, then yeah, I'm going to try to contest against this. He's not. Well, I'm not trying to, to kill me, you. He might think <laughs> that he was. That's killing exactly him. what I. Tree is terrified yeah. right now. Yeah. You're about to try to get stabbed in the neck if you're not. Lucky, but... <laughs> She's like, you're gonna kill me. Throw me down yeah. the dark hole. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for sure, I'm gonna try to contest this. Can I contest with an acrobatics? Yeah, absolutely. But Just... would my because I'm a monk? Would my gra- my grapple goes under dexterity? Um, and now, are we since we're under fear? Do we not have uh, to be doing this both at disadvantage? Yes, yes, you do. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. <laughs> Fifteen and a four. Oh, a he makes it too. Yeah. <laughs> Dang! With your disadvantage, yeah, you got a six. As you you yeah. try to throw Shmi over your head into the dark hole, he kind of wraps around your head and scrambles up over the top, and then jumps off it like a cat and lands behind you a good 10, 15 feet. He says, Knock, after you, Captain, I don't want to take away the honor of you being the hero. <laughs> yeah, I see now, Shmee. It'd be okay if you're scared. Captain, I mean, by the rules, you're also terrified right now, too. You know, we're all scared. We, we failed our wisdom, so... I I know, but you don't actually have to still act scared there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, acting. Guess what Shmi's doing? <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and jump down the uh down through the hole. Uh for clarification. You see him Was there a ladder going down or is it just a hole we're jumping into? It's like some rickety stairs that kinda go down. Can I okay, I, so... I do have sixty feet of dark vision. Can I see down it? Yeah, totally. It's at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can see that there is like a uh, stone down there at the bottom of the stairs. Um, like this was probably a cellar at one point. And it looks okay. like actually um, there's a little bit of candlelight down there as well. And you can see help and the captain kind of step off the stairs into the cellar. But you can't see past where the roof kind of hangs over the stairs. Shmi seeing the candlelight and seeing these two, he kind of looks back to Carmen. He goes, it, it Ghostlit candle and base, but it's a trap. We gotta stop them. And he kind of like starts to like shuffle after them and kind of trips over his burlap sack and then gets back up and then runs down the steps. He's like, Captain, Captain. Well, this strange feeling of fear is really, really strange and unusual to her. So she kind of follows them, but very almost distracted because she does not understand this feeling at all. They creak on your way down. You reach the bottom. All four of you stand in a line. You see that this place opens up into a very large area. And this torch-lit chamber, because it is kind of lit up once you actually get down here and your eyes adjust, this torch-lit chamber looks like it was once a very large cellar. But... It since has been converted into what look like living quarters. You can see there are ten crude beds, and they all stand along the south wall. 
each with a wooden locker at its foot. A long wooden trestle table rigged by rickety stools dominates the center of the room. There is metal cutlery cups and dirty plates. They all sit atop of the wooden table. You can see a cook stove is installed near the table, and evidence of recently cooked meals sits atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. As you guys step into this room, a bandit and what looks to be a scout step out from behind a wall on the other side of this room. They are about, I don't know, 35 feet away from you guys on the far side. And as you step out, one of them yells out. He's like, Oh yeah, we heard you up there making all that noise. Who do you think you are trespassing? And they ready their weapons. Everybody roll uh, me unit. initiative. There you go. Help rolled of 19. Plus one. Uh, I have a five plus three, so an eight. I'm going to do this thing. I got a nat 20. Him, dude. Ooh. Good roll, Nate. Hell yeah, dude. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the bandit got a 16, and the scout got an 8. <laughs> Shmi, you, you were you were saying something as you were walking down the stairs. Well, guess what? It's your turn. So what happens? What do you do? Yeah. As Shmi comes down the steps, we're yelling, Captain, ghost ambush, ghost ambush. He kind of like trips and falls a little bit and lands behind these guys, but the momentum kind of flings him off and in front of the first bandit and he looks up he says you're not ghost Captain, well, they're not ghost. 35 feet across the room from you so that really doesn't work um oh, but, okay all right well yeah. that's fair okay so if they're 35 feet away i'll just come down smack on the back of the shark guy look over say the same thing and shoot an arrow at the bandit number one what what weapons did you say they were holding again one of them has a scimitar and the other one has a longbow I'm going to target the guy with the longbow. So I will roll with my short bow to hit with a 21 to hit. That hits. I'll go for my damage. So Shmi loses an arrow, hitting with a total damage of four. And I'm going to use my Fury of the Small trait, and I'm going to expend that, dealing an extra one damage to the longbow guy. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. It's a total of five. All right. So yeah, after that, Shmi is just going to kind of move himself up kind of on the steps a little bit, a little bit. Can I use the wall as cover a bit? Okay. Just kind of put myself beside it. So you're kind of like back up towards the steps? Yeah, I'm, I figured he's small. He can kind of like lay down on the step almost and kind of poke his head through and shoot the, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The arrow goes flying across the room and hits him in the chest. Ugh. And he's like, You trespass on our land and then you attack me? He's fucking pissed. Halp, it's your go. So Halp is going to growl. Um, very loudly. I want to do one of my blood curse things, but I'm not entirely sure how this works. 1d4 Hemocraft die. Yeah, so you take 1d4 points of necrotic damage, and then you get to do, as a bonus action, you can mark a creature that you see within 30 feet of you until the end of your turn, whenever you hit the cursed creature with a weapon, for which you have an active crimson right, you roll an additional Hemocraft die when determining the extra damage from the right. Okay. So what Halp's going to do is Halp's going to um, take his trident and uh, cut it on his chest a little bit. Do I roll the 1d4 for that? Yeah, totally. Uh, I rolled a 1. <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. And I'm going to, and you said there's two bandits? Actually, the opposite one that Shmi shot at. I'm going to um, mark him with the blood curse of the marked. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Uh, 
chuck my uh, trident at him. Oh, fuck yeah. Long range trident. It's badass. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I rolled an eight. <sighs> Damn. Well, Nate's going to miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you do this like badass. You cut your chest. <laughs> and you take your damage and then you just fucking chuck that shit across the room and it just hits the wall next to the other bandit. He's like, oh, shit. Totally misses. <laughs> now it's the bandit's turn. He sees you guys. You just came down into his cellar. He's pissed off. He runs, slides on the table in front, knocking some stuff off, and then he lunges out at Carwin with his scimitar. I got a 14. Does that hit you? No. I'm AC 15. He's like, ah, shit! Now it's your turn. Carwin, what do you do? Sweet. Um, I use my bonus action first to cast Booming Blade. Then I attack him with my um, Staff of Adornment because I haven't had a bonus action yet to do my super secret thing. Well, that is an 11 plus 2 is 13. 13 hits. The one right in front of you, correct? Yes. Nice. Let's do it. Roll me some damage. Five damage. And then if he moves, let me know. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a booming blade. <laughs> you swing your staff. Where do you hit him? Yeah, I just reach up and, like, literally conk him on the head. <laughs> You're just like, well, that's what's worked before. All right, that's fair. All right. It's the one with the longbow's turn now. It wants to shoot back at Shmi to try to get Shmi hidden in between the stairs. He can't really see, and he's like, shit. So he turns and fires the coxswain instead. Ha ha, you can't say Shmi. That is a 22. Oh, that definitely hits. <laughs> For three damage. Comes flying across the room and hits you in the chest. Yeah. Now, it's Coxwin's turn. I'm going to glance over towards the one with the longbow, and I'm going to throw a dart, aiming for his eyeball. You're going to throw a fucking dart For a him? dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nice, dude. Hell yeah. And this was for the... six um, damage. The one far away. Correct? One with the, the longbow, yeah. Okay. It flies across the room, right in the eye. Scout's like... Ah! Now, it's Shmi's turn. <laughs> <laughs> Shmi looks around and confused at the voice above him. He goes, Shmi's turn? Uh, whatever. Captain, are you okay? And then he just kind of, like, as he's saying that, accidentally lets go of the other arrow that he's knocked, and it flies in towards the longbowman. Nice. I feel like he kind of surprised himself. He's like, ah! <laughs> he fires it. Does a 10 hit? It does not. It does not. It does not. Yeah, his panicked fire betrays him. <laughs> okay? Normally works. So weird. Does that take turn? Panicked fire anywhere nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. There's not much else I could do. I feel pretty safe on the steps, so yeah, it'll end. Okay. Word. Help. It's your go. What do? Uh, help is gonna roar and lunge for the bandit that he threw his trident at. Yeah. I don't know that I'm close enough to get to him, though. So the one you actually threw your trident at is now standing right next to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to lunge at him, and then I'm going to um, attempt to bite. 
Fuck yeah, let's do it. A 13! A 13 definitely hits. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you had the potential to kill him one. in one hit, but yeah. With I, the five I, and a I one got a five hit. and a one, so say yeah. so. Okay. Uh, you lunge out and bite him. You where, where do you bite him? I'm aiming for the throat. Definitely bite, but it's like the shoulder kind of like area, and you like clamp on, and all this blood kind of like squirts out on you, and like all on the ground. A little bit gets on Carwin and Captain. They're standing right there. It's like, and you just take a big old fucking chunk out of his side, and he yells out like, "Oh shit!" Uh, now it's his turn. He's just gonna turn and swing his scimitar right at you. That is a twenty-two. Yeah, that definitely hits me for three damage. He's like, ah, shit! Now it's Carwin. So, I have advantage because flanking? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to bonus action deploy my dagger arm blade and then I'm going to stab him. Does a 21 hit? Yes, it does. Absolutely. For three damage. Nice. That's not enough to kill him, but... You absolutely stab him. You extend this secret blade that no one else has seen before. Just out of nowhere, blade comes out of your arm. And you just stab him with it. It's now the scout's turn on the other side of the room. The scout moves a little to the left, kind of hiding behind the stove and the ham hanging from the ceiling. And lets out another arrow as the scout yells. Don't kill my friend! And lets out an arrow at Halp. For uh, 13. 13 hits. 13 hits. All right. For three more damage. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Coxon? I'm going to use the dash action to uh, charge up to the longbow guy and smash him in the head with my quarterstaff. Okay. So dash takes up your action for the turn. But. Oh, yeah. Then I lose. You don't have to dash necessarily. If you're using your staff. That thing has a range on it, right? I think of at least of five feet. Five feet. So you could hit him. You'll be perfect. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, then I will. I will do that and go smackety smack. Don't talk for twenty one. Twenty one hits. Hell yeah. For another six damage. Oh fuck yeah! You kill him. Where Guess I you... finally knocked some sense into him. Where do you hit him at? Oh. As I run up the 30 feet to meet him eye to eye, I thrust out with a straight shot of my quarterstaff, catching him right between the eyes, leaving a nice imprint of the holy dragon symbol I have carved into my quarterstaff. As you see him slowly step back, blood oozes from the wound and he drops. Love how detailed you get. Yes, he drops to the ground and lets out a final couple of words. And he's like, uh, you can't stop us. You stop us on the land, but the sea will prevail. And he dies. That does end my turn. All right, Schmeagle, it's you, son. What do you do? Schmeagle just like impressed with this staff kill. He's never seen blood coming out of a head caused by a wooden weapon before so he, for a second there is like oh my god jeez and then ah, and then accidentally lets go of the other arrow that he had knocked 
and fly towards the last <laughs> remaining guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out here accidentally killing shit. That's his whole thing, huh? Twenty-three hits. <laughs> yeah. He accidentally killed the weasel too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with the uh, with the hit, he goes for damage, and uh, you got seven. Seven. Seven kills it. All right, so yeah, I feel like the arrow would fly and hit this guy and somewhere is vital. And then Shmi, like, stole, like, ah, at the other guy that hit with the staff, looks over and sees his arrow in this dude's neck or something. He's like, ah! <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> it's an escalation for him. He's really trying to bring it all in here. All this blood just comes out of his neck. <laughs> kind of makes you smile, Halp. You're standing right there. Your mouth is kind of open, and the blood just kind of lands on your tongue and on your teeth. And he, he slowly drapes and falls to the ground. Uh, combat initiative is over. Uh, Shmi walks over to the guy he hit in the in the neck with an arrow, and he's like, "Ah, kill it!" Shmi gets the loot, and he's gonna like start rummaging through him. Um, yeah. Anything he can pull out: arrows, coins, daggers, whatever he's got on him. All right, so this bandit has a key on him that you pull out. He also has a common scimitar. And a light crossbow that has like ten bolts on him. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't have anything other damage? than that than the clothes on his back. The damage on the light crossbow is uh, a plus dex to hit, um, and it is one d eight plus. Perfect. I will take that and swap it for my short bow. Yeah. And I'll uh, loot the uh, body of the other guy. Okay. The other guy also has a key on them. Um, but yes. the other guy has a short sword and a long bow and leather armor and nothing else. Halp wants to rip the arrow that I was shot with out and then pick my teeth as I retrieve my trident. Nice. Nice. It's a cool visual. Love that. <laughs> She is very much trying to get all the blood off of her, her armor, 213 her or metal, whatever, yeah. her steel and her, yeah. her wood. So just wiping the blood off. Nice. Yeah. Love that. You're standing in a torch lit chamber that, again, once could have been a very large cellar, but it has since been converted into what looked like living quarters. There are 10 crude beds and they all stand along the south wall. Each one of the crude beds has a wooden locker at its foot. The long wooden trestle table is rigged by rickety stools, and it dominates the whole center of this room. Now, currently, a lot of the things that were on the table are now fallen all over the ground because of the bandit who slid across it. A cook stove is installed near the table, and evidence of recently cooked meals do sit atop of it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. A and there are two wooden doors in the very east side of this room. Shmi just kind of kind of just looks over to the large shark man in the corner and looks to the ham, looks to the shark, looks to the ham, and he's thinking to himself, I wonder how long before he attacks it. Yeah, helps going right for the ham. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You walk over to the ham. It's hung up by a piece of string from the ceiling, and it's hanging there. Halp's going to bite right into it with no thought. <laughs> I picture like you're like a fish on a fishing rod because <clears throat> the string is hanging out of your mouth and your head's kind of yep. like tilted to the side, like pulling on this <laughs> string. 
and you're just like chewing on it and eventually the string snaps ding and now you just got this string hanging from your teeth nom 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 it's pretty good it's pretty good you like slurp it up like spaghetti <laughs> shmi has a clear look of disappointment as he thought he was going to have at least one piece he's sitting there with like a plate and a knife and he's like ah. i thought we were going to share yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna walk past Schmeagel to give him a little tap on the shoulder. Aye, you should have been faster there, boyo. He just kind of looks up at him and looks down at the plate, and it's empty. And he just kind of like looks defeated and puts the plate down on the chair, and then kind of walks around the room some. Help! Uh, help! Looks a little sad, and uh, he regurgitates the ham and tries to hand it to Shmi. <laughs> he gleefully accepts because you know, as gross <laughs> as that is, he's totally down. <laughs> Imagine there's still, like, string around it, but it's all, like, chewed the fuck up. I feel like there'd be, like, a license plate in it. (laughs) Some pages from the book he ate earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Help, help, little friend. Well, I I guess we should all take an opportunity now to roll against the fear status that we all have. Oh, yeah, the frightened. If everyone wants to try to do me another wisdom save for that, let's do it. That is a 16 plus zero. So it's oh, you bastard. And I just made it with a 12. Nice. I got a 4. Yeah, help failed. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was going to land on an 18, too. There you go. Shmi, you're not frightened anymore either with a 15. You're good. Shmi realizing it wasn't ghosts. It's a little bit more calm. What do you do, Carwin? So Carwin moves over to the nearest chest and... um kind of kicks it with her her foot a little bit you kick the locker and it just you just kind of kick it that's it nothing happens all right well then she tries to open it all right uh you've been down to see that each one of these lockers has a small little lock on it shmi may i have those keys shmi kind of like <laughs> i feel like he would like pull out this like rusty ass keychain that he's had on him and like none of the keys are for anything he's just various things he's stolen from around town <laughs> it's like one pristine key hanging off this thing he's like meh, meh okay and he just kind of runs over to you and just stumbles a little bit and then meets up to you and passes you this key ring that is just like falling off of rust <laughs> like it's just it's not good so carwin takes the shiny key and attempts this particular footlocker with it. Nice. Um, it totally works. You slip the key in and unlock it, and it swings open. You can see the locker contains personal effects, like some old shoes, a t-shirt, you know, maybe like an old rag. Nothing really, you know, anything specific. But there's also a coin purse in here that has seven gold pieces in it. Shmi. Would you be able to use these shoes? I noticed you don't have shoes. Me looks at them and you kind of see a little bit of a tear starting to well up in his eyes. And he goes, for, for, for Shmi? It's Shmi's never had shoes. And a new t-shirt. <gasps> he kind of like runs past you and grabs the new shoes and grabs the new t-shirt, takes him into his arms lovingly, and then goes over to the corner and starts to try to chew on it a little bit. You appear to be happy. Are you happy? Yes? Shoes and shirt don't taste as good as Shmi thought. Oh. 
feel like for a second it was like Dobby. Dobby gets a sock. <laughs> and then it was just, no, no, wait, it's me. Never mind. He's just eating it. Just like, no, nah, Mark's in the boots already. All right. There are nine other footlockers. And you guys have one key. I'm, uh, I'm going to walk over and test my key on the other footlockers. Nice. So you go through about three of them. Then eventually there's one in the middle that the key slips into. And you unlock it slowly, of course, and it swings open. And on the inside, again, there are some personal effects, like shoes and clothes and stuff like that. But there is also a coin purse that has seven gold pieces in it. Yeah, it's like the, all these guys have been working on the same salary. Yeah. Hey, Turk, can I, uh, Shmi has a crowbar in his inventory. Can I take a crowbar out and start popping some locks here? I understand I don't need to do all of them, but. Yes. Let's say Shmi, Literally Shmi takes a crowbar Literally in my notes, out. it says thieves tools or with the use of a crowbar. You can use a crowbar mm -hmm. on these little foot lockers, but you must make a strength save each time you want to try. That's not so bad. Yeah. Who's the strongest here? I was about to ask, can help try to punch through one? Does help on a crowbar? Try, but you would fail. You can use the crowbar if you could, I don't know, know <laughs> okay. how. So how about this? So how about help starts trying to punch through one in <laughs> speed? Yeah. Kind of comes up and just like kindly hands him a crowbar. He's like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, little one. He's like, you gotta, like, put it in and then push up. You got it. And help's gonna do just that. Nice. So I need to roll a strength. Yeah. Strength check. 22. Oh, wow. Um, He still has disadvantage, does he not, though? So, oh, you do have disadvantage, yeah. Yeah. Roll me disadvantage, help, because you're still frightened. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> scared little shark alright 13 you still <laughs> succeed okay it pops wide open and on the inside you see that the locker contains personal effects you know like t-shirts shoes and whatnot. but it also has a coin purse that holds 7 gold pieces inside shocker help is gonna pick up one of the shoes cause he saw Shmi try to eat one and he's going to eat it nice Shmi's like good right way better than shirt shoes make good food <laughs> now seeing the coin purse me is gonna like as he's like yeah yeah and then he kind of looks down and sees the coin purse out of the corner of his eye and he's like ah, ah, leans in and it's the most gold he's ever seen in his entire life like this is more than shmi ever thought he would even come across hell yeah the seven gold hell yeah so he takes it while he eats the shoe. Um, so Carwin, you got seven golds. Coxon, you got seven gold. Make sure to put it on your character sheets. And yep. yes, Smee, you get seven gold. Hey, make sure to put it on your character sheet. Um, there are seven lockers left. So if y'all want to speed run opening these things with the crowbar, we can. Um, yeah. Well, don't we have a crowbar and thieves tools? So somebody can be doing one and somebody else. Yeah, can I have I have thieves tools with sleight of hand, so I'll, I'll work on a few of them myself. So I will take three lockers, and Shmi's going to kind of work through them. Uh, so and I'll then Hal will do the uh, other four. Okay. Sweet. Two. You want me to just roll in unison? I've got it on disadvantage now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. So I'd fail one, but I two of them, I think. Nice. Disadvantage. That's an 11. You fail. You move on to the next one. That's a 12. You succeed. It pops open. Next one. 
That's a 10. You fail. That's a 6. You fail. You get one of them open. And Shmi, you get two of them open. So you guys get, in total, 21 more gold pieces. You can divvy them out however you want. I am I'm noticing, gonna... and it's also just because I've never really run into this before, but I do have proficiency with Thieves Tools. Really? That's awesome. I that do. means you get the um, plus 2 whenever you use them. So you are getting plus 5, which makes sense, because I think you have a plus 3 dex, and then you get plus 2 proficiency, so you're actually getting plus 5 with the uh, Thieves Tools. How many out of the 10 do we open? Seven. Do we want them to switch and one of us give a pet talk to help so he can try to... You could. You you can do this. (laughs) If you want to switch. With the pet talk, can I roll against the fear? Yeah, but then she's going to actually have to give us a pet talk. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? Help is nervous. She, Carwin puts her very slight arm compared to his very large body around the, his back. Help, it is okay. We have defeated the current enemy. You will be fine. Are I know, you sure? I know you can open this. See, even Shmi was unable to open these. Why don't you try those? Help will try. Okay, now I would do a roll against the fear. Yeah, do me a wisdom save. Fifteen. Fifteen! You succeed! Yay! Yay! Next time on the Grouch Couch Cast, our heroes delve deep down into the haunted house to figure out exactly what is going on. Then they return to Perry the Pirate for some answers and to turn in their plunder. Thank you so much for joining us, tuning in, and letting us keep you company. We will see you once again next Friday for the next episode of the Grouch Couch Cast.